Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bitten with the Chris and Sandy Show. Where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And today, as always, we've got a great show for you because we've got Stephen Metz on. He's doing some great things. He's rising out there, and we believe he's going to definitely make it out there. But Stephen, are you here? Yes, sir. I'm here. How are you doing in this? Uh, one of the things I'd like to start with is how has COVID affected you? Well, uh back in March we lost all of our shows like we I mean we had a pretty fun summer that we were building up to um and looking forward mm-hmm. to um and we lost all our shows basically overnight so um that that was back in March I think the March wow. 14th maybe was the last time we played and then uh and then like I said overnight they just shut everything down so we lost all our work um we had we've got three singles that are dropping over the course of the summer and uh we had, uh we were I mean, it's made two weeks away from dropping the first one when uh, when everything went down. So we had some merchandise oh, wow. that we were going to roll out with it. We kind of had a little tour based around that first single. It's called Carolina Blues, um, which huh. is on Spotify. But uh, we uh, yeah, so we had some merchandise rolled kind of into that package, and we had uh, a little tour schedule built around that first release. And uh, it just everything kind of uh, went south after that, and so it, it kind of it threw a big wrench in everything. We'd been working on. Uh, that single i think we started recording it in october and uh mm-hmm. so we just had a lot we were we were pretty excited about it um and then like i said it just threw us for a loop and everything got weird real fast you know i think one thing that's come out of this is artists realize that this could happen again one day when we're finally out of this so i think artists will actually be more prepared where and it's actually a lot of artists have gotten creative and all that with how they do things now. So I think they're going to keep that creativity and when, when everything goes back to kind of normal. And I think it's going to be a big, big, huge difference. Yeah, I hope so. I, you know, I, I know that a lot of people have been doing really well with live concerts. Uh, I've had some friends that have gotten to participate in drive-in concerts, but you know, I, mm-hmm. I think, the the other important thing is that that listeners and people that are going to the concerts are going to be a lot more mm-hmm. conscientious about about everything yeah. and and that that helps us too you know if everybody's on board and everybody's making sure to wash their hands and and stay safe distance from everybody and and follow the rules generally it it mm-hmm. helps keep everybody safe and it and allows us to like go back into some of these venues so i think that that's also going to be an important thing do you think this would be another moneymaker for artists down the road? Because I'm sure you've seen that people are not just doing Facebook Live type interview, I mean, re, um, concerts, but they're also um, doing like live concerts online where people pay five bucks. And I'm and I'm sitting yeah, there I'm, thinking, as a businessman, I'm like, you know, I bet when concerts come back, artists are going to keep that going. Where now they get the best of both worlds. I think so too. I I know for sure. Even when uh, I I wasn't a I wasn't a big online concert type of guy before mm-hmm. this, but I I think you know even as we start to go back out and play a little bit, I, I think I'm going to try and keep it up the best I can. The like do some more stuff online. You can do online. your regular concert because you can do your regular concert and still have your recording there live, where people who are at a distance can pay five bucks. Right. So and the thing about so, it is people. Uh-huh. People tend to be pretty generous, so if you, you know, if you say, you know, it's five bucks for a ticket, if you make it a suggested donation of five bucks, 
a lot of times mm-hmm. people who really care about you and, and know that especially right now artists are struggling. That's true, uh, too. They, they might put 10, 8, 10, 15 bucks in there. That's true, too. There's one of them catch-22 things. Do, do you just charge or do you, like you said, do a donation suggestion and then sometimes people give more so you might come out better that way? Right. I, I know we had a we had a like an online tip bucket and somebody dropped mm-hmm. uh, two hundred bucks in there one time just for fun. So, you know that oh, covered wow. a lot for us. <laughs> that, those types really help, huh? Oh yeah, salt of the earth right there. So tell everybody a little bit about who, who you are, where you're from, and a kind of a brief overview about you. Because I like to get okay. to know the artists. Yeah. So I was uh, I was born in Florida. Um, I was mostly raised in Concord, North Carolina. Um, it's a little bit north of Charlotte, so if you're a NASCAR fan, it's where the Charlotte Motor Speedway is. Yeah, okay, I know um, where that is. Yeah, and so I started playing piano when I was about eight, and um, I uh, I ended up playing at my church. I was the I was the lead pianist at my church for I think I started when I was thirteen, and I uh, ended up going to school at Florida State for commercial music, so like audio tech recording um, and just music business. After that, I moved to Nashville, and since then we've been kind of touring around, um, released a little bit of music, uh, played a lot of great shows. Um, So far we've opened for Luke Combs, Darius Rucker, Billy Currington, Marin Morris, um, let's see, High Valley, uh, Hardy, Travis Denning, um, and uh, Fillmore, so I'm sure I might have missed one or two, but uh, but yeah, so we've had we've had kind of a fun journey. We've had some ups and downs. We've had some good experiences, bad experiences. Um, but like I said, I've got three singles that are releasing over the course of the summer. We've uh, released two so far um, that are mm-hmm. both on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, wherever you get your music, and we've got one more that's uh, releasing on August 28th for the summer, and then we'll be we'll be done. August 28th is my birthday. Well, happy birthday. Happy early birthday. <laughs> I'll, give you a little, I'll send you a little birthday present on a Spotify link or something. Okay, sounds like a plan. <laughs> What's funny is when we, you know, I forgot to bring this up to Cassidy Pope when we interviewed her, but when we were doing the research on her for the interview, come to find out her birthday is August 28th. Oh, that's awesome. And you I've always known that birthday. Leanne rhymes. And what's crazy is I've always known that Leanne rhymes. His birthday is August 28th. I did not know that. So, really cool tidbit there, I guess. Well, my birthday. And, and is cool Shania Twain's birthday then, too? I'm on here now, but yeah. <laughs> it, that's right. It may be, too. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> All those August 28th. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so, outside of music, what are some hobbies you'd like to do? Uh you know, I've been trying really hard to get into running every day, and it's just uh, it's not going well for me. It's I, I can't I can't do it. I've I've tried so hard, and mm-hmm. you know I'll go I'll make it about a week and a half, two weeks where I'm doing it every day or every other day, whatever my schedule is uh, lets me do that that week. Mm-hmm. And uh, after about a week and a half, I'll just drop off. And uh, I'll have to pick it up two weeks later and try the same thing again. So it's this constant process of success and failure that I, I find myself mm-hmm. wrapped up in. But um, mm-hmm. 
the funny thing about the funny thing about being a musician is you know when my work is playing music you know and i don't consider mm-hmm. it work cuz it's fun but but it's my job <laughs> but when my yeah. friends and i get together we're usually playing music or we're talking about music so you know <laughs> I I don't yeah. know if I can say music is a hobby, but in as much yeah. as it's a job, it's also a hobby of mine. So, um, <clears throat> besides that, I like college football. Um, I'm, I, like I said, I went to FSU, so it's been a tough past two years for me. But uh, yeah, I think that's yeah, that's about it. I should I should probably I'm realizing now I should probably get some more hobbies. <laughs> and and you, know, you you just helped me do a perfect leadway into my little next part. Um, okay. Because you talked, because you talked about, uh, you know, that your hobbies and it's also your job, you know, and and where I want to go with this next segment is, a lot of people when they see an artist like you, they see the glory, mm-hmm. but they don't see the grind. They don't see the sacrifices. They don't see yeah. that. Yes, this is a passion, but it's also a job. They don't see that side of it. <clears throat> and where I want this to go, I'll lead in with a story. We, back in 2014, we interviewed Alice and Steele from Two Steel Girls, and at that time, they were full-time with music. And I asked Allison, what advice would you give an up-and-coming artist? And she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and keep music as a hobby. Mm-hmm. Because the day that you want it to be a career, everything has to change. She said, yes, it's, your, it's, a, it's a passion, but now it's your job. See, perfect leeway with what you just said. And she, and she said that we, the sacrifices we have to make. She goes, friends and relatives a lot of times don't understand. They want us to go have fun with them on the weekends or on holidays. And she said that's when we make the most of our money is that we yeah. can't just do that. That's when we have gigs and all that is when other people are having fun. Um, if I have a bad day today. She said, I can't, you know, I can't take that out tonight when I have a gig. i got to almost pretend I didn't have anything wrong. <laughs> you know, i, I got to smile right. for, you know, for, the, for the people. She says, but if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of, side of music, then go all in because the only way those kind of sacrifices will ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's go there about that side of it. Well, I, I mean, I'd have to – I'd have to agree with her in in a big way. You know, she makes a lot of great points. And um, for me personally, I, I know I've missed family weddings. Uh, I've missed vacations, baptisms, confirmations, that sort of stuff. Um, you know, I, I've obviously spent countless hours just staring at I-40 and I-65 and, you know, miles <laughs> interstate. Because we're, we're obviously not at the point yet where we're um, – where we're taking a tour bus or anything. So we're doing yeah. a lot of our own driving and mm-hmm. some of it's grueling work. And, you know, sometimes um, you'd just rather be at home, you know, with your girlfriend watching, watching TV or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the other aspect I think that you touched on is the, the fact that it becomes a job and, you know, it, it's not that there's, it's not that there's an aspect of like, the love of music that's taken out of it, but yeah, it definitely, it's not something that you're at that point able to casually just enjoy. Like, you know, like I think most people would. So, yeah. you know, and anytime you're listening to, anytime you're listening to something on the radio, there's that little voice in your head that's kind of breaking it down and, 
You know, oh, what they did was cool there. You know, you don't you don't get to just be a passive a, a passive <clears throat> participant in it like like most people would. Um, uh-huh. I think what I would, I guess my my counter to her statement would be that um, if you're doing it with, if you're gonna do it and you feel like you don't have any other choice because your heart won't let you, the most important thing is to find people that you really trust and enjoy doing it with. Um, my my drummer in particular has been my best friend for seven years since we were, you know, back in back in college. And, mm-hmm. you know, he says, he says, his, the thing that he always says is he, he says, I know that you're, I know what you're going to do next just by like how you screw <laughs> your right butt cheek or something is whatever's different. Like he just knows he knows me in and out. He knows all my ticks at this point, and and he's a really smart guy, really well educated mm-hmm. drummer, and uh, I I trust him, and I trust all the guys in my band, and and they're they're the greatest musicians that I personally know, and uh, mm-hmm. they they get me through it because when I'm you know when I'm struggling or I'm down, they they rise to the rise to the occasion and help lift me back up. So. You know, if if you're gonna do it and it's something that you you got to do, just find the best people that you can to do it with, and and they'll help get you through it. Love that. Um, so to get through all that, what personally drives you? Because as you know, it's there's a lot of sacrifices for the independent artists. Yeah. And, and granted, I'm not saying there's not sacrifice for the big artists because they just have different type of sacrifices. But to get to that big artist uh, category, there is a ton of sacrifices for the independent artists. So yeah. what drives you to keep that going? Well, I think I can I think I maybe it's a little cliche, but I think I can honestly say that that me and and almost everybody that I work with like we really just do it for the love of the music, you know. Mm-hmm. We uh that the myself and the guys that I've been working with like we listen to all different kinds of music. We We've played mm-hmm. all different kinds of music. We've been playing music for as long as we can, and and there's always, there's always some. It, it's kind of it's, in in a weird way, it's kind of like being uh, an astronaut or or like Lewis mm-hmm. and Clark or something. Like there's always a new place <laughs> to go. There's always a new experience yeah. to chase. There's always, um, there's always something new to experiment with, and so you never get mm-hmm. bored. You know, always always chasing that new thing. Always chasing something different. And you know, when you mm-hmm. when you see a live show you're only seeing the tip of the iceberg of the work that we do. So maybe if you go to a show on Friday in Virginia, and then you go to a show on Saturday, the next week in North Carolina, like you might, you might hear us play the same set list. Um, But like I said, that's just the tip of the iceberg and we're constantly adding stuff. We're constantly trying to to write better songs. And and like I said, Mm -hmm. just chase something new and and that, that keeps us going. And I totally get, exactly where you're coming from talking about things are new almost basically each show is different just like this you know you're 149 Mm -hmm. interviews since january 3rd and everyone (laughs) has been different although with some of the same base questions but they're still different the answers are different sometimes i leave questions out that kind of don't need to be in that one or sometimes i add ones in that are not in with other ones sometimes the conversation goes in directions i had no idea it was going to go you know (laughs) Yeah, right. always interesting. <laughs> but no matter what, it keeps us uh, it keeps us on our toes, and it keeps me on our it toes does. trying to trying to see where this is going to go, and see what how we can get out of the artists to make them shine yeah. and all that. Because 
my whole goal is to get up close and personal with the artist, and I hope I do a sure. good job of that. And but it's but sometimes it's like okay, where's that going? And then you know because I'll start uh-huh. on a sometimes on a tangent, and I'm like, where is this one going? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the pressure's on you guys to keep it. The pressure's on you guys to keep it entertaining too. If on the other hand, you got some deadbeat that doesn't want to talk. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not I really usually funny get people guy, to talk. So I don't know. Yeah, I usually get people to talk. He's usually good at that. I I can tell when it's difficult for him, but but he he's good at that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Loads of coffee beforehand, right? Yep. And so now that we've talked about the sacrifice side of this, sure. Let's talk about the reward side that that for those sacrifices. Tell us some moments where you can look back and say, "Wow, I got to do that," or "We as a band got to do that." Okay. Yeah, so my I think maybe in in all the time that I've ever been playing my favorite moment was back in 2017. We uh we won a battle of the bands in Charlotte, North no, Carolina that was sponsored by uh-huh. iHeartRadio. <laughs> and uh because of that, we got to go down to Myrtle Beach that year and play the Carolina Country Music Fest. Um, we were on a lineup, which if, if you're not from the East Coast, uh, Carolina Country Music Fest is a big music festival held in Myrtle Beach every year. Lots of people go. I think it, it got pushed back this year. Um, I think it's in September now. Um, I believe they were supposed to have Luke Combs, Eric Church Brothers Osborne, John Party yeah. on the ticket this year. I, I could be wrong about that. Uh-huh. But, uh, anyway, It seems like I heard 20- that. Yeah. Um, back in 2017, we, uh, we won that battle of the bands and we got to go play on that lineup with, uh, Billy Currington, Darius Rucker and Luke Combs and a bunch of other mm-hmm. great artists. And the, when we, when we got to play our slot after winning that battle of the bands and, and there have been a couple rounds the previous week that we'd gone through, mm-hmm. there was a voting period that we'd gone through. So, uh, we put on a great show and we got to go do that and at the time it was the biggest thing that we'd done and when we got to go up there and play our slot we we kind of realized like we earned this completely on our own you know like we yeah. we are here because we deserve to be here because we put on a great show with some great songs and won this competition there was no label support helping us there was no management mm. no nobody yeah. pulling strings for us in the background like we just a hundred percent did that on our own and so that was a that was a killer thing, and we also got to uh, we also got to play the NASCAR Silver Bullet Bash, um, which is their mm-hmm. like big opening party for the season. We got to open for Marin Morris at that um, that year, so that was also kind of oh, a wow. big secondary thing <laughs> we got to do. So yeah, that's I think that's my one favorite out of everything. <laughs> that's really cool. <laughs> wow. Now uh, we're going to take a real quick break and then we're going to come back and play your song and talk about that song. How's that sound? Okay, cool. Here we go. Hey everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called the sports guys podcast. You can find them over at the sports The sports guys podcast is a sports and country music podcast 
hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. Sometimes I'm doing all right And the good things in life Just come and knocking on my door Sometimes I'm just loving Each minute of life Chasing a high that I've been buzzing on Sometimes I got a good girl by my side And I give everything I own To make her smile Sometimes I'm doing all right And I find the best things in life Just sitting right on my front porch. I know the world spins around, what goes up comes down, but I know I won't be low for long. Cause the
Really great song. Yes, great Thank song. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, y'all. So, t- so tell us the story behind the song, how it came to be. All right. So there is uh, a little island on Lake Erie called Put-In Bay. It's in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is basically just a party island where Ohioans go and just get trashed um, every summer. Mm-hmm. And so I I typically go up a couple times every summer. I'll just play acoustic um, with a friend at a bar called Frosty's. And I was there one time. I'd just gone through a bad breakup. Uh, this is about a year. Yeah, about a year ago. Um, I'd just gone mm-hmm. through a bad breakup. And uh, I felt like I was kind of in a rut career-wise because I knew I needed to get some new music out. And it just yeah. it didn't look like it was shaping up. And so I, I just kind of felt like I was out of control and I didn't, I wasn't really, I, I didn't have a whole lot of control over my life and my career at the time. So I just kind of sat down in my hotel room one night and uh, just kind of wrote this one straight from the heart, um, finished it in about an hour and a half, which is a really fast oh, wow. write for me. Cause I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a slow writer. Um <laughs> And, you know, I don't know. It, it, to me, it, it felt it powering, and it felt like a mm-hmm. uh, kind of song that just gave me a – it just felt good, and it, it kind of felt like listening to it helped me just kind of put everything behind me and forget about it and uh, just try to have a little fun. Because, you know, I, I feel like so often I tend to forget to just relax. Um, and I think yeah. that when you when you hold on to things too tightly, you tend to actually just lose control of them, over them. Mm-hmm. So – like I said, it helped mm-hmm. me kind of just relax and, and remember to enjoy life a little bit. And after after that, you know, once I finished the song, I knew I wanted to record it. And uh, things just started happening for me. And uh, I uh, got together with my producer, Sal Oliveri, um, based out of Nashville. And uh, we started cutting this one back in October. Um, we had some really killer players on there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, released it about a month ago. And, uh when oh, we wow. released it, I, I never could have known that uh, things were going to be so crazy when we submitted it to uh, <laughs> to all the online distributors. And it's kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy because I, I didn't know that that people would respond so well to it just because mm-hmm. How, mm-hmm. of how crazy times are right now. I think that a lot of people who are kind of in my listener base they they kind of needed the song right now. It's something kind of. Yeah kind of pick me up kind of feel good and mm-hmm. so i guess in a way we got we got kind of lucky um with with the timing on it but uh yeah so that's that's the outline of it yeah because i like you were saying about enjoying the moment a little bit <laughs> um yeah i see a lot of people it's like you know before corona it was like all they did was work 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 and yeah. now during corona their work has slowed down and they've had to finally find a way to enjoy life a little bit and i have a feeling we're going to see a little more work life balance come as we come out of this that's what i hope my my hope is that everybody just kind of learns how to take a step back from everything and and realize what's important in life um my mm-hmm. little brother he works for a, a reinsurance company he's he's based out of atlanta actually and uh mm-hmm. he was asking me he he got married about 2 years ago um, he got a job, he got married, and then they just had their first baby a year ago. 
And uh, he was telling me, he, he said, I, I don't really, like, I don't know what my next step is. You know, I, I guess I, I kind of mm-hmm. want to find a career that I really enjoy doing. Um, yeah. And he was, all, he was very mm-hmm. focused on work. And I ended up mm-hmm. telling him, you know, it's a really small, small group of people that actually get to, to do something for work that they really love and get paid for it. But if you're, if you're not one of the people that falls into that category, you need to try and find some kind of job that you can tolerate unless you live yeah. the family life that you, that you mm-hmm. want to live. Cause that's where you're going to find like real enjoyment, you know, like work is work, isn't your life work just allows you to have the life that you want so that's kind of that's one of the messages of the song too so and and i think a lot of times too and again like you were saying that so many people don't really like their work and all that and i think that a lot of people they get so caught up in the work in their career they get so far in the debt and all that that they lock themselves in to finding that true passion see sandy and i have been married 17 years Mm-hmm. And we've probably we've probably tried to launch a hundred different business ideas in this oh, seventeen yeah. years or more, <laughs> and that, yeah. that's all pretty much failed. But some of them made enough money to keep us going, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's failed. awesome. Yeah, Good for and, you guys. <laughs> and here it is, seventeen years later, we find a way, and we feel like God brought this all together. That we find a way oh, to where. I love to talk, and she loves music, and we find a way to combine that into <laughs> yeah. one passion through our show. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm I'm happy for you guys. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't I don't think that just because something doesn't work out, I don't know if you can necessarily call it a failure. I, I think that you know some things are meant to work out, and some parts are just chapter in the book that you that you know worked yeah. out for a time, but you got to move on. So good for you guys. Like, like many of the successful people will say, um, you have success or you learn. You succeed right. or you learn. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and you know, I, we definitely learned a, a lot of things um, through the years, and which help. Like one of the things we've learned too through the years is, is um, <clears throat> first years um, since we've been married, when we're out and about, I would end up conversations with people, and I'm talking about strangers, not you know, not anybody we know, and if we're two, three minutes into conversation, Sandy can usually tell, yep, we're going to be here 60 minutes or more, (laughs) (laughs) and I've done that thousands of times, and she would sometimes roll her eyes back then, and but now we kind (laughs) of laugh about it because we're like, you know what? All those thousands of times prepared us for this show. Yeah, that's awesome. So, Sandy, is that that just an innate talent you have, or is that 17 years of marriage? Uh, 17 years of marriage. Yep. <laughs> yep, we know each other pr- pretty well. That's yeah, awesome. And, Good for you guys. And, and see, we do marriage different than a lot of people. Um, we've we've actually gotten people that's not friend, uh, un, basically unfriended us because of this, because we live a, since 17 years, we've been a 24-7 mm-hmm. couple. You oh, see yeah. me, you see her. We we don't we yeah. do everything Absolutely. together. Absolutely. And see, that was one of the things we were trying to do is we built then done all these different business ideas, trying to find some way to build a legacy together, and it just never worked. But we would keep moving forward and keep moving forward because we were. I think I was determined to find something that we both can be passionate about. Yeah. And here we are. <laughs> well, that's mm-hmm. that's awesome. I'm I'm happy for you guys. Um, 
Yeah, that's really cool. <clears throat> now, one thing I like to do in the show is, you know, the, all the fans see you, but they don't see the team behind you. They don't see the PR company. They don't see the um, managers, the producers, any of that. They just see you. And, and, and I feel that sometimes the people on the back don't get enough recognition. So I've always said on this mm-hmm. show, we're going to change that. So I always like to give each artist a couple minutes to kind of talk about your team. So tell us about your team who help you be who you are. Okay. Uh, well, so uh, thanks to Perkins Publicity, I'm talking with you guys right now. Um, Trevor Perkins over yeah, there. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, Trevor's awesome. Yeah, he's he's the man, and uh, he's he's keeping me really busy right now. I actually have another podcast <laughs> later today, so he's uh, he's keeping me working. Um, beyond that, I. Uh, I always have to thank my producer, Sal Oliveri, based out of Nashville. Um, he's the man, and he's worked with uh, some really big artists um, and somehow still manages to make time for the little guys like me. Um, so <laughs> I appreciate his work. Um, beyond that, we are completely independent. We don't have a booking agent. We don't have a label, um, anything like that. Like I said, I've got uh, some really awesome musicians that back me up and work with me. Uh, mm-hmm. My drummer's name is Mitchell mm-hmm. Register. He's from Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, my guitar player's named Charlie Diaz. He's from Asheville, North Carolina, Black Mountain. Oh, wow. He's Asheville area. <laughs> and then uh, my bass player's name is Christian Ethan. He's from Jacksonville, Florida. So I uh, love those guys. Yeah. Um, we love Jacksonville, Florida. They... Yeah, Jacksonville, Florida is great. It's it's uh it's beautiful uh, to visit. I don't know if I'd want to live there though, just because uh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I love those guys. They get under my skin a little bit, but uh, also we uh, it's kind of like kind of like brothers. We've had to share hotel beds and uh, sleep in cars and do all all sorts of crazy mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah, they they're good dudes. You know what's funny talking about Jacksonville? We actually had a, you know because I feel like Jacksonville for Florida is the best kept secret of Florida because when people think of Florida, they never think of Jacksonville. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's got it all. I mean, it's got it's got the beach atmosphere. It's got the city atmosphere because of Jacksonville itself. It's got the rural at- atmosphere if you want to get out in uh, about thirty forty minutes away from Jacksonville. You know, it's got the river atmosphere. So you have it all right there. The environment, no matter which way you want to live, it's there. And we always thought, man, you know, we 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 we're in Savannah. We go to Jacksonville probably once or twice a month, just for a day sometimes, and just enjoy down there. Um, before Corona, of course, <laughs> right, and they, yeah. um, enjoy down there and all that. We even go to when we're down there. We even attend a couple of their churches down there when we're down there that we love. We do. So we really felt like connected to the area, but we could never connect with the people. And I guess about eight months ago, okay. I was telling Sandy, I was like, um, you know, maybe God has a different plan here than maybe Jacksonville's where we want to be. But maybe mm-hmm. our destiny is in Nashville because all of a sudden I'm realizing, you know, all our connections are in Nashville. They <laughs> are. Right. And, and everything we do is Nashville. And, and, uh, and you know, probably 80% of the people we interview is Nashville people. And I'm sitting there right. like, well, maybe we're looking at this from the wrong angle. And we started doing some research. And, and even for our kids, you know, there'll be, there's so much more opportunity for um, yeah. our eight-year-old son and, of course, and our 16-month-old daughter in Nashville over Jacksonville, way more opportunity. And so I'm like, yeah. well, maybe that's the direction we need to go. And after I finally sold my, because I was, I, I've been a coastal guy for, you know, since age 14, I'm 48 now. 
I've been a coastal mm-hmm. guy all these years. So, so that's that's once I finally said, okay, I can leave the coast. We've been full force <laughs> on moving to moving to Nashville next year. So. Yeah. Well, the good news is you can. I think you can get to the Gulf. You know, if you're if you're really missing the beach, I think you can get to the Gulf maybe in about six hours from Nashville. Yeah. So you won't be you won't be too far out of reach. But yeah, you know, sometimes true. you're. Uh, I guess sometimes you're a willing participant in God's plan, and other times you're Jonah getting spit out of the out of the whale's belly, and he just kind of drags you around where he needs you to go. It's kind of, you know, we all need a, we all need a kick in the butt every now and then. But I know we'll be happy to have you all here. Oh, we, well, thank we appreciate you. that. And, and I just felt like, you know, it's like, well, weird. it's weird. You know, I want to be one place. I think God wants us another place. And like, there's too much lighting up for Nashville for us to deny this. Right. And and we're like, you know what? We yeah. only have one life to live. Let's just That's take this. Because, so you know, when when Sandy and I first met, we met online. We actually set a mm-hmm. wedding date before we even met in person. Cause we, oh, that's we met crazy. On, that's awesome. <laughs> so we, we met February yes. 2nd of 02. On the phone mm. February 4th. February 18th, we set a wedding date. And March 4th, we met in person. And so wow, we were meeting awesome. to get to know each We were meeting to see who we were going to marry. <laughs> you know, and, mm-hmm. yeah. and the date we married was October 5th of 02. So it was like eight months later and stuff. And the crazy thing is we kind of feel the same pool with Nashville as that day. Because we've never mm-hmm. visited Nashville yet, but yet we're already talking about we're moving there. Yeah. <laughs> so so well, now all, we're going to be visiting story. Nashville to see where we're going to be moving. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of same. <laughs> so kind of the same faith story. It worked for us, so it can work for us again. Yeah, that's a wild story. And you know, the thing is, like one day you're going to retire, so maybe, maybe retire to Jacksonville. Retire in Florida. Yeah. Or somewhere yeah, it doesn't Florida. mean. <laughs> That's yeah, it doesn't mean it's about. out of the camper. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, you know, talking about retiring and family and all that, one thing we like to do on our show, too, is mm-hmm. we kind of have a third co-host. And, we, have, you know, our little okay. eight-year-old, we always let him come on and ask one question, so Sandy's going to get him on. No. <laughs> okay. And when, and when Caitlin gets old enough, we'll be plugging her in the show, too. Well, I'm kind of nervous about <laughs> this part. You know, the, the whole out-of-the-mouth babe <laughs> thing, I, I don't know what I'm about to – what I'm about to hear. Well, he asks he asks the same question every time. So. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Believe me, this is prepared. He wants to be a part of it. Okay, here he is. Hi, Steve. What's your favorite food? Uh, my favorite food, my yep. girlfriend's macaroni and cheese. I think is the most wonderful thing that I've ever experienced. So, probably I'd have to say that. And what's yours, Lucas? Pizza. Pizza? <laughs> well, I mean that's that's in top ten for sure. You've got great taste, obviously. What's your favorite? What favorite kind of pizza? A pepperoni. Pepperoni. There you go. You got a smart yeah. child. Yeah, he could. He could. He comes and goes, but he could eat it. He could eat pizza all day long. <laughs> well, just make yeah, sure you don't let him have too much. <laughs> and what's and what's funny is mm-hmm. when we bring artists on, the one thing that they really remembered about the show is him. Yeah. So we call him our secret weapon. You know, cause, cause, you know, that's you, right. We, we've had we've had some artists send him gifts. You know, <laughs> so that's been pretty cool. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I've never. That's that's definitely uh something I've never had happen in an interview before. 
Well, like yep, I always tell people, we're, we're a family affair. So. We are. <laughs> I like your style. So, I like it. Well, I like to have fun. I like to enjoy. We can get serious when we need to get serious on the show. We can talk about serious things when they come up. But for the most part, we want to have fun. I don't, I don't want to feel like I've got to be professional. I don't want to feel like I need to ask you a question, you answer, ask it. I want, to be in, I want us to have a conversation. And that's how I treated yeah. our show since day one. I mean, I think we covered we covered a lot. We covered lots of good times and bad times, didn't we? <laughs> yep. And now comes for the uh, final fifteen twenty minutes, and then we'll let you get out of here. <laughs> so, all right. So if you so if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, mm. who would it be, and what would you want to write about? Oh, that's a tough one. Jeez. I think uh, Eric Church has always been That'd be a good kind one. of the, the, the guy I look to. Um, mm-hmm. The guy I look to when, when I've got writer's block or, or need some inspiration. Um, and truth be told, if he if I got to write with him, I'd want to write about whatever the heck he wanted to write about. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I, would, uh, I would not be uh, – I guess they call – I think they call it driving the bus where you're kind of leading the, mm-hmm. the writing session. I, I would yeah. let him write about whatever he wanted to. But if I had to choose, um, I feel we both – so I grew up about an hour and a half away from where he is. So mm-hmm. hopefully I'd, I'd try and get another song about Carolina. I know he's already got one, which is why I would hopefully want to cut it by myself. Um <laughs> And I just get to put his name on it, tell everybody I wrote this one with him. But, uh, yeah, oh, I think that's, that's probably what it'd be about. <laughs> That'd be huge, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? You know, hey, here's a song I did with Eric Church. And you, and you a big, <laughs> Yeah, it'd be a big deal for me. It'd be a big deal for me. I, I got to uh, – I think maybe the, the worst I ever felt after a writing session was I got to write with a, a hit songwriter who had a, a hit mm-hmm. with Kelsey Ballerini. And oh, uh, I – brought a couple ideas was it Lance in, Carpenter? and it was not Lance Carpenter. I've gotten to meet him, but I, it wasn't him. Um, and uh, I brought a couple ideas in, and he kind of liked some of them, kind of didn't like some of them, and we started <laughs> writing one, and, and mm-hmm. nothing really worked, and, and we ended up uh-huh. just leaving that day with nothing. It was my first time writing with a hit songwriter, and oh, I wow. was completely demoralized by it for like three days. Um, but, uh, you know, it was, it wasn't a big success story for me, but, but I pulled it around and, uh, you know, it's, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're talking about, it's, all, it's always worked wrong. You know, talking about that, um, we actually got ghosted one time. And, and when I say ghosted, I don't mean that they didn't yeah. show up for the interview. We got ghosted no, they were there in the there. middle, in the middle of the interview. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Just. Uh, I thought it was technical issues. All, all of a sudden, they disappeared mm-hmm. from the thing. Mm-hmm. I text, emailed, nothing. Yeah. I still ain't heard from. And of course, I won't say the name because everybody will know who this person is. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, but I was like, well, I had a, almost 150 times get ghosted in the middle of what one wants. I guess that's my just war wants. story. Yeah. Did they? They just yeah, decided they didn't want to do it anymore. Or? Yeah, but when we were, were in the middle sure. of the playing their yeah. song, when we was playing their song, and they just yeah, at the little break yeah. and uh, <laughs> well, maybe maybe <laughs> they, they thought it was over. So I don't know. That's crazy. <laughs> well, I, I emailed, text, and all that, but nothing. So that told no that told me everything back. I need. Yeah. You know, mm. <clears throat> yeah. You know, so again, 
uh, we we laughed about it even then, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> you know? That's what you got to <laughs> do. <laughs> yeah, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts. It hurts for a while, but eventually, you know, you, you get over it and move mm-hmm. on. So, as you know, as a up and coming artist, you probably meet a lot of other up and coming artists. Tell us maybe mm-hmm. one or two people that uh, that fans should know about. Okay. So, uh, this is actually, I guess, kind of a secret for a little bit <laughs> still. Um, but I, uh, it's not something I've been talking about publicly a lot, but I, I've started playing with a guy named Larry Fleet. So I, I, I'm playing mm-hmm. keys for him as soon as everything opens up. Um, mm-hmm. Larry is mm-hmm. signed to Big Loud Records, which uh, oh, wow. has Jake Owen, uh, Morgan Wallen, mm-hmm. um, Hardy, and a couple others. But uh, he, so I play, I'm going to start playing keys for him soon, as soon as uh, oh, everything wow. opens up. And he is, I think maybe one of the most talented musicians that I know. Um, he's his music is really satisfying to play as a musician because mm-hmm. it sounds very different. It's got a lot of like old school blues, soul, R and B mixed with with new country and bluegrass. Oh wow! He's got a powerhouse voice. Um, he's absolutely insane. Um, he's writing with some really top writers, and uh, he's got. Uh, uh, an EP that he put out last year called Working Hard, and then another single hmm. called Where I Find God. That that one, oh, wow. I think, just hit three million views on YouTube. Hmm. Um, oh wow! And so wow. he's he's absolutely phenomenal. I think everybody should go check him out. Um, he's also just a really solid dude. He's a family man. He's got a wife hmm. and a and a new baby who I think's about a year old. And uh, he. Uh, oh, yeah. He's got some really good stuff coming his way, and he deserves all of it. So Larry Fleet, he's a he's a guy to check out for sure. Um, oh, that is. I also that. I played, I played uh, keys for a guy named Joe Portner one time. Um, he's mm-hmm. based out of Georgia. He's a, I think he's a making guy. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're more into into southern rock sorts of sounds, like if you like Whiskey Myers, you'll really like Joe Portner. Uh, he's he's been a uh, He's been opening for Dwight Yoakam a lot, like before Corona. Um, and he's, again, he's got a killer voice and is uh, just a really solid dude. So Joe Portner and Larry Fleet, check those guys out. Love that. You know, and, I, you know, I was questioned before not too long ago about that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's a great question to insert into our show. And that, yeah. So mm-hmm. you're probably our third or fourth person we asked that about the other artists. I think it's really good for – who we're interviewing to also talk about a couple people that they know who are rising to kind of help so y'all can help each other out. Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, <clears throat> the, there's so much just really amazing country music that's just mm-hmm. like bubbling right beneath the surface. So if, you, if you're just listening to, you know, mainstream radio, obviously you're going to hear phenomenal you're missing music because it's all country, but you're missing a lot of really good stuff. So um, yeah, I, I strongly recommend anybody to, to dive into the new Nashville playlist, dive into, you know, the up and coming stuff and, and use the, if you're on Spotify or, or wherever you are, use that suggested feed and uh, your new releases feed to uh, help you find some cool stuff. Cause there's some really good stuff coming out there. So. 
That's really cool. <clears throat> now I'm about to ask a question, and I have a purpose for the way I ask it. And I'll explain that right after I ask it. But if you okay. had a magic wand, and what you're about to say would 100% come true, where okay. do you want to be in five years? The reason I'm asking it in this particular way is because this past February made the five-year anniversary that we asked Kelsey Ballerini that question. And the answer she gave us back then was almost to the T of what she's living right now. And so I always <laughs> okay. like to tell that story because to get artists to kind of open up where you know a lot can happen in five years. Five years, even though they don't seem like very long, a lot can happen in that short time. So I always like to yeah. get people to open up. So if all bets were off and it would come true, where would you be in five years? If all bets were off and I had a magic wand and could do whatever I wanted with it, um, I would want to be heading into my uh, my own headlining tour. Um, I'd like to have a song in the top ten on radio, uh, hopefully a big fat record deal and a big fat publishing yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love so. that. Of course, you know, and you got to have that vision out there because without that, you're going to end up, you'll, you won't go nowhere anyway. Right. So let's say you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her sing, and let's say that they, they got something special. You can tell there's something there. Now, this would be pre-COVID advice. Um, okay. So, and let's say that they've gotten on stage and they've played maybe 30 shows. So they still haven't, they haven't done a lot yet, but just getting their feet wet. But they've gotten on stage, sure. and they've looked at the crowd. The crowd cheers, as you know, and they got what every artist says. they got that stage bug, and they just know they're where they're supposed to be. And they come to you, and they mm. say, Stephen, I feel like I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? I think – best advice that I would know to give is just write and write and write songs and do the best you can to like really lock in and define what you sound like. Um, mm-hmm. The the thing mm-hmm. that I see that, that kind of gets under my skin the most, or not, not gets under my skin. The, the thing that yeah. I think we all struggle with the most at some point is having mm-hmm. idols that we look up to and, uh, and heroes and mm-hmm. it's a, just a natural tendency to want to want to emulate that, yeah. and in mm-hmm. your voice and in how you play and in how your records sound. And the thing mm-hmm. is, it's, it's actually a really important part of developing yourself as a musician. Mm-hmm. But at some point, yeah. before you, way before you feel like you're even ready for it, you have to move away from that and start, mm-hmm. you know, cutting your own path. And, you know, yeah. uh, that's the thing that it's it's hard to do. And, I you know, I still struggle with it. And most <laughs> of my friends that are doing with it, doing it still struggle with it, too. And, and there's there's a couple guys that for whom it's just really easy. Um, mm-hmm. But that's, I think, the most important thing that you have to try and do from a really, you know, from really early on. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. great advice, because I remember <clears throat> before we launched the show, I was talking to a Nashville friend of mine. And I asked him what advice would he give us as the host of shows, interviewing artists. And he said, um, I'll have one piece of advice for you. Be and stay authentic. He says, you could 
He so. says you could get out there and get on the show and tell every Bobby Bones joke or, or every Ty Bentley joke, and mm-hmm. you might can pull it off, and you might even create an audience. But the day's going to come when authentic Chris comes out, and when that day comes, you're going to lose every bit of your audience because they were never yeah. attracted to authentic Chris. They were attracted to fake Chris. So if you start from the beginning being authentic, you may grow slower, but you'll gain the right audience. Yeah, I think that's great advice. And I know that, you know, I haven't always lived up to that. Um, and so, you know, you're always trying to work back from past mistakes. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I dig it. And, you know, I think I feel like we do authenticness here because, Again, I don't know of any show that's like ours. We're a husband and wife team. We bring we bring our little kid on. Um, I'd like to talk to because I know a lot a lot of hosts. <laughs> they'll ask the question yeah. and then let you answer, and that's it. No, I go on that's quite, not me. I like to talk too. If you if you peek a story out of me, I'm going to tell the story. You know, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's yeah, just me. It, this feels more like a conversation than than you know. I'm, I'm used to, so I, I, I appreciate it. It's easy. It's easier. Well, I appreciate that. That's what I want to do. Now, as we come to a close, we got one last question. What okay. is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do? Uh, let's see. Wish they would ask, but never do. You know, of all the interviews you've done, you're like, you know, there's like I, I just wish people would ask this, and they just don't. I don't know if I have a I don't know if I have a clear cut answer for that one. To be honest with you, <laughs> I, I can tell you a, a question that I I don't like being asked is uh, <laughs> is somebody asked me one time uh, what restaurant do you guys go to after a show, and I I coming from Florida, you know they have. You you know the the burger chain Whataburger based out of Texas. Yeah, they have yeah, yeah. they have a couple Whataburgers in Florida. So I I didn't really mm-hmm. know what it just I don't know it felt kind of like a weird question, but so <laughs> I just said Whataburger. I was talking to somebody from North Carolina, and what mm-hmm. I forgot coming from North Carolina was that there's a small chain of burger shops called What a Burger, which is not uh-huh. affiliated with the Texas one and so uh-huh. so yeah. he said well, where do you guys like to go after after a show and I said uh I guess typically we go to Whataburger and he said Whataburger's close at like 10 o'clock you don't go to Whataburger's and I just kind of said yeah we do <laughs> and he said pretty sure you don't and it like I said I forgot that they had that chain in North Carolina it just felt awkward which uh-huh. pretty good at making <laughs> things awkward sometimes but that's yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what I prefer to be asked, but I prefer not to <laughs> be asked good. that. Well, that's good to know. That, that, that's a really cool yeah. one. Um, so as we come to a close here, um, tell everybody how they can reach out to you. Um, so I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm a little behind on my DMs on everything right now, but I'm trying to catch <laughs> up. Um, I have music on Spotify, iTunes, um, YouTube, Apple Music, all that stuff. So uh would love to see you guys on there. But my the best thing is is uh, Instagram DMs. I'd, I'd love to talk to anybody um, on any of that stuff. I take a re- like cover requests if you guys ever want to hear any of those. I'm happy to do that for you. So I'd love to uh, love to chat with anybody that wants to. Love that, and we enjoy and we really enjoyed our time with you today, and look forward yeah. to having you back down the road. 
Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate both of you. Well, we appreciate oh, we, you too. We appreciate your time too, yes. And you have a great day. All right, you too. Thank you. All right, bye. Thanks. Bye.